Hello and welcome back to Paranormal Hotline, the weekly paranormal podcast. My name's Kaylee and I'm joined by my co-ghost, Oshin. Hello. Wow, you're so spooky, man. I know, I'm a ghost. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, how are you this week, Oshin? Anything paranormal happened to you? Uh, nope, nothing paranormal happened to me. <sighs> not this time. Damn, I'm always excited. I never know. Like, I never know if you're going to have something or not. I'll be honest, like, uh, and you know, it, it's rare, but it does happen. Yeah, it happens more it happens often more than, than zero. Yeah, <laughs> more than you'd expect, but not quite as much as you'd want, as I'd want. Yeah, anyway. But that's what we have to ask. Yeah, that's yeah. what we have to ask every every week because something could have happened. Exactly, exactly. You want to, we just dive straight into the story then? Hit me with it. Let's go. I'm excited for this one. I think you're really going to like this. And I know I say that every time, okay. but I think you will actually really like this one. <laughs> I, I, and I do really like it every time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this one's just so weird and wild and, and wacky that it's it's just brilliant. It's one of those real gem stories that we get to cover. That's what I'm And it for. takes place not too far in the world from us on the Isle of Wight, <gasps> our favorite place. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't know. It's got weird shit happening there all the time, so why not? Yeah. Why not? In a place called Lake Common near Sanddown, or Sanddown, um, in the Isle of Wight is where this event happened. So, it's May of 1973, around 4pm on a Tuesday afternoon, and two kids were hanging out together after school. Or just hanging out together. I don't know why. I assume they had school because it was a Tuesday, but it was also the 70s, so it's a wild time. Are May, the holidays at May? No, it's June, July, and August, right? Yeah, usually. I don't know how it works in the UK. I think they get less or time June as well July. for holidays. Summer. Haha. Womp womp. Haha. They're kids, Oshin. They're kids. <laughs> so it's a, a boy Sorry. and a girl, and they're friends, and they're hanging out. Uh, the girl goes by the alias of Faye in this story. Uh, we don't know her real name, and we don't know the boy's name either. And they're about seven years old at this time as well, so they're quite young. It being the 1970s, they're like running around in fields or whatever. Where they were hanging out specifically is between a golf course and an airport. There's like this stretch of land that's kind of like got some trees and some hills and stuff. It's like, it's a good enough place for kids to hang out. If you don't mind like having to dodge golf balls, I assume. So they're chilling. Scary stuff. They're playing some games uh, when they hear this really loud noise in the distance. And they described it as almost like an ambulance siren going off somewhere in the in the distance in the trees. Mm. So they followed it across the golf links and through a hedge leading to a swampy meadow, which was adjacent to the little used sand down airport. So it's not a very busy airport. It's really small. So they're following this noise and they follow it into this meadow. And then suddenly the noise just stops. They don't hear it anymore. So they continue their walk. They just keep going in that direction. They haven't got anything to do, so they're just wandering around. And they find themselves crossing over a small ditch or a stream that had a wooden footbridge over it. Just a really small wooden footbridge to get across this gap. And as they're crossing this footbridge, they come across something very, very strange. So under the footbridge, they see emerging a blue hand. And there's something weird about this blue hand. It only has three fingers on it. So the blue hand was attached to a creature, obviously, that made its way out yeah. from under the footbridge. And according Who to the kids, <laughs> according to the kids, the figure was carrying a book and accidentally dropped it into the water 
underneath the bridge. And the creature then scrambled to grab the book and pick it up out of the water, kind of splashing around, trying to grab it before it got too wet. And they watched the creature as it ran towards a strange-looking metal house and made its way inside. It ran with a weird skipping motion, kind of like raising its knees as it was running across, like really high up into the air. Okay. Um, Are you ready to hear the best part of this cryptid, which is its description? Uh, Yes. Okay, so this is the description of the creature. He was nearly seven feet tall and had no neck, for his head appeared to be wedged straight onto his shoulders. He wore a yellow pointed hat, which interlocked with the red collar of a green tunic. A round black knob fixed to the top of his head, and wooden antenna were attached either side. His face had triangular markings for eyes, a brown shape of a nose, and motionless yellow lips. Other round markings were on his paper white cheeks, and a fringe of red hair fell onto his forehead. Wooden slats protruded from his sleeves and from below his white trousers. <laughs> I need to show you a picture of this. What? Because it's fucking Oh, you do. Wild. You do need to. Sh- <laughs> I would be so annoyed if there wasn't a picture. Yeah. He's more commonly around. been known as the Sandown Clown because his clothes Ugh. and his face kind of resemble a clown. <laughs> Let me show you this. Uh. There you go. There's the picture of him, machine. What do you make of that? He's amazing. He is amazing, isn't he? I knew you'd love him. <laughs> He's great. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's it's a, a beautiful drawing of him. Um, it's great. Ghost yeah. or Spaceman? Yeah, yeah. Ghost or Spaceman? What is this thing? I can understand why it looks like a clown. I don't know, just like the triangular eyes. Don't clowns draw like triangles on their eyes sometimes? They do, yeah, yeah. And the cheeks. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, he has... Yeah. Just the way that the antlers are. I thought there would be antlers, but they're actually just in the drawing. They're two little points. It's like the um, yeah, they're they're the antennae, antennae, antennae. On, on, on a Gundam. Oh yeah, they do actually. Yeah, it's kind of like a little Gundam V. <laughs> and uh, like the weirdest episode of Gundam. The little lines on his forehead is like his hair, his little red hair that comes down. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> very, very strange. Just immediately the weirdest thing. So the, kids- the shapes on on his on his tunic are also giving clown. Yeah, yeah. They have, like, funky buttons. Yeah, it's all, like, triangles and circles. He looks like he's sponsored by PlayStation or something. (laughs) He does. (laughs) Um, So the kids were really weirded out by this. And, you know, being seven years old, they decided to get away from this thing. So they just kept walking in the direction that they were going to try and, like, walk away from it. And they got about, like, 45 meters away. And they hear something behind them. And they once again see the creature. And he's catching up to them. He's just, he's just like in like a little jaunty pace coming up behind them. This time he's carrying a black knobbed microphone with a white speaker looking thing attached to it. And the kids... <gasps> oh my goodness. The kids could hear the wailing noise again. The sound that was like the ambulance. The one that led them oh. to that area in the first place. But now it was a lot louder. They were like really close to this box that was producing the noise or whatever. He just wants to show him his mixtape. Yeah, right? He's just hes just really excited to show his toys or whatever. <laughs> his fire mixtape. It's literally just an ambulance noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like he's something you would come rapper. out with. You'd be like, guys, check out this album I made. It's just, just, just emergency sirens. <laughs> that is shockingly co- close to the truth. It is. <laughs> but the little boy got so frightened of the noise um, that he kind of started to panic. And he was like about to run away. Like he had started running away and the noise just stopped. 
and they heard a voice coming from the creature. And it said, Hello, are you still there? <laughs> kind of creepy, right? Kind of, yeah. It's, that's, that's like your first contact. He's trying to be friendly. It doesn't come across friendly. No. <laughs> He's a clown. How is he going to be friendly? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, maybe don't run at your... If you want to make friends with people, don't run at them with a, an ambulance siren. <laughs> they need to put this in the handbook for, you know, ETs that are visiting Earth. Yeah, things not to do. <laughs> don't make any loud noise in general, to be honest. According to the kids, his voice sounded very friendly. So they're, they made their way over to the strange-looking clown man. So they get closer to the man, and he starts communicating with them in a notebook. So he writes out for them in the notebook, Hello, I am all colors, Sam. Now the girl okay. had to read out what the what what the clown man wrote down, but he pointed at the words that he wanted her to read out because apparently she needed to do it this way because the words were unconventionally written. So I assume he just wrote them on a page in like a random order and then pointed at the ones that okay. he wanted her to read. They're kind of like jumbled up Fair. or whatever. So the kids got closer. Uh, they got closer again, so they got a little bit closer to him, and they discovered that the creature could speak. But he didn't move his mouth when he spoke. And apparently it was difficult to understand what he was saying. Like he spoke like somebody who couldn't move their lips. So it was kind of difficult to understand him. They asked him okay. about his clothes and why he wore clothes that had rips in them. Because apparently they had little tears in it or whatever. And he said that he only had one set of clothes. So he had to wear them. They then asked him, which I feel like they should have asked him this first. They asked him if he was a man. And he responded. His response was, <laughs> no. <laughs> With a little chuckle, like a no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's such a funny response to me. It's just like... <laughs> it's almost <laughs> just like... It would be funny if he was a man. Like, he's thinking, like... <laughs> he's like, no. <laughs> Um, but because his skin was like nearly pure white, the kids asked him if he was a ghost. And this was his answer to that question. Well, not really, but I am in an odd sort of way. Yeah. What? <laughs> and then they asked him, so what are you? And his response was, you know. And that was the only response they got back. <laughs> oh my God. Apparently, he answered a few questions just with, you know, that <laughs> just, like, refused to elaborate. <laughs> I love that. It's just like, yeah, just infer from it. Yeah. You know? It's just such Extrapolate a weird Extrapolate from way. that, from that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, you know, yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Your next job interview. <laughs> so do you have any experience? Uh, you know. You know. <laughs> what? Uh, it's such a good avoidance tactic. I love it. Apparently, he also said that he had no name, uh, despite saying he was all colors Sam earlier, which is just weird. Uh, so some people do refer to him <laughs> as Sam, but I, I don't know if that's his name or not, because he says he doesn't have a name. And he told the kids that there were others like him, and he even like sketched one out in the notebook for them to show them what they looked like or whatever. He told the kids that he was scared of humans because humans might attack him and if they did, he would not be able to fight back or he would not fight back, not that he would be able to. That, That is a very reasonable fear. Yeah, right? I'm afraid of humans too. 
I'm sorry, but if you're scared of humans, maybe don't wander around with a fucking ambulance siren. <laughs> that That's why I don't walk around with an ambulance siren. <laughs> Social anxiety, that's why. <laughs> yeah, someone could look at me. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and then they might attack you and you would not fight back. No, that's true, I wouldn't. For yeah. the safety of everyone involved. It's, yeah. What do you make of this so far? This is just really, really weird, isn't it? You know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do know. It is very weird. Very weird. <laughs> the kids were, like, shockingly relaxed in his presence, and he even invited them inside that weird metal house that I mentioned earlier, the one that he went into after he fell in, in oh, the no, in no, the no. <laughs> after he dropped his book like a dork in the swamp. <laughs> Before you said he was like seven feet tall, I just had like this image of like this little, this poor little Smurf type thing, just like scrambling. Yeah, no. In the water. Oh no, I've dropped my book. Imagine being like seven years old, like a seven year old height, and then watching this giant man come out from under this bridge. That'd be terrifying. (laughs) And then immediately drop his book like (laughs) a door. That's true, actually. (laughs) Maybe he did it intentionally to look like not a threat. Ah, uh, classic. Yes. <laughs> I'll just drop this book. That's what dorks do in the movies. Oh, no. <laughs> Splash. <laughs> oh, no. I'm late for class. <laughs> yeah. So the British UFO Research Association actually wrote a report on this and interviewed one of the kids. And this is the description of the inside of the house ship weird metal place that they went into. But first, folks, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon. We're an independent podcast, so we do all the research, writing, editing ourselves, and our Patreon helps us keep up with the cost of running a podcast every week. If you're listening each week and you're enjoying the podcast, consider supporting us. And if you can't afford that, no worries. You can help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. Uh, we've been getting a load of reviews on Spotify and stuff recently, and it's it's been great. So thank you so much to anybody who has left a review. And thank you for listening. All right, so here's the description of the inside of the weird house ship thing. At his invitation, the children crawled through a flap into his hut, which contained two levels. The lower had plenty of headroom and was wallpapered in blue-green and covered with a pattern of dials. It also had an electric heater and simple wooden furniture. The upper level was less spacious and the floor was metallic. He told the children that he fed upon berries which he collected in the late afternoon. He didn't say where, but he did indicate that he had a camp on the mainland that he could go to. He also said that the water from the river could be drunk once he had cleaned it. Once inside the hut, he removed his hat to reveal round, white ears and sparse brown hair. Before eating a berry, he performed an odd conjuring trick. He placed the berry in his ear, thrust his head forward and caused the berry to disappear and reappear at one of his odd eyes. Repeating the process, the berry travelled to his mouth. And then in brackets, they put a possible explanation could be that he was wearing some kind of protective mask and analyzing the berry to check it wasn't poisonous. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll, that is that is wacky. Is. Hold on, I'll send you an image of what the uh, house thingy looks like. No words. <laughs> This is someone just living in a metal a metal shack. It looks it? like it, doesn't it? Like a like a barn kind of thing. <laughs> this looks like a DIY bomb shelter. <laughs> yeah, but it's not in the ground. It's just it's above ground. Yeah, 
They had those too, I think, to a degree. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm sure they, they did actually. <laughs> it's uh it's kind of weird, isn't it? It sure is that. <laughs> so the kids spent about half an hour in total talking to the weird man. But they said their goodbyes eventually and they left the metal shack and kind of went back back to civilization. So they ran back across the golf link and ran to the first adult they could find to tell them about the weird man that they met. But because they were kids, they, they just got laughed at and no one would take their story seriously. Like no one even went to investigate if there was a man in the woods tempting children into this barn, you know? Like, that is strange. I feel like that's worth investigating. <laughs> yeah. But Faye, the little girl, uh, she told her dad about the incident and he also like just didn't believe her for, for a long, long time. Um, it kind of took him a couple of weeks and her telling her, him all the details constantly and remembering mm-hmm. it that he eventually did end up believing her. And Faye's dad had this to say about it. I get the impression that Faye was somehow taken into a bubble of alien reality created by this strange personage. He told them he had just made the hut. Also, Faye told me that while they were talking to this ghost, two workmen nearby were repairing a post. They paid no attention to the weird charade as though they could not see it. So there was two men nearby who couldn't see this creature at all. Only the kids could see it. That is... That's weird. Isn't it? I like, couldn't find any reports of anybody hearing the ambulance siren either. So I wonder if it, only the kids could hear it and it was like luring them in. Not, like they're not hearing it. It's like instead it's like a psychological effect. Maybe. Onto the kids. I don't know. <laughs> Some sort of psychic microphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did investigate the area where the kids saw the weird building, but there was nothing there. There was nothing left. There was not, not even indications in the ground or anything. Granted, it had been a while since the incident happened by the time they actually investigated it. So God knows if there would have been something there the next day, but they'll never know. So that pretty much sums up the encounter. But what did the two kids actually see that day? So theory what number one, this, this clown or Sam is some kind of ghost. Because the kids did ask him if he was a ghost, and his answer was really weird. Well, not really, but I am in an odd sort of way. Like, what does that mean? And he was also completely white as well. Like, his skin was just completely white. Astral projection, Kaylee. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, if it's I astral, realm. if I astral projected and then looked at myself in a mirror and I was a clown, <laughs> I'd be furious. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant the ghostly aspect of it. Oh, right, right. <laughs> That are like, you know, remember, you know, we'd be saying like, you know, things might show up eventually, but not necessarily from uh, other planets, but other dimensions. Yeah, yeah. That is one of the theories as well as uh, uh, Dimension Hopper. Well, I didn't write Mm. that theory down, but yeah, that is, I've heard people online say that as well. Um, And there's a lot of talk about that at the minute with all the UAP stuff that it's like, they're all coming from different dimensions Mm. and stuff. So I don't know. Is there a ghost dimension? I, I, I have no idea, man. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. You know. You know. You know. Uh, theory number two. Some of the mo- one of the most popular theories is that it is a folly ado, or in English, a shared hallucination. So the kids just imagined the whole scenario themselves, like they kind of were playing and inventing this character and this situation. The biggest thing Mm -hmm. that kind of lends itself to this idea is that the workers nearby didn't see anything either, which is very strange. 
Yeah. So if it was them just, you know, conjuring this up or almost like a, I don't know, like a role play nearly, you know, they're yeah. pretending this scenario together. That's kind of what the theory is anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a kid, did a lot of that sort of imagination play. Yeah. Uh, but like, you'd know it was imagine like, yeah, you you'd would, know the there'd difference. There'd be like maybe two or three or four of you yeah, all yeah. playing the same thing and nothing is really there, but it might as well be. Yeah. I mean, every kid's done it where they pretend to be, I don't know, secret yeah. agents or something. And, you know, <laughs> every kid has done it at some Real stage. Real threat. I wonder, do kids even do that anymore? Or is it just, do they just play Fortnite together? They just imagine Fortnite. <laughs> what, what, what do kids do in the schoolyard these days? That's really sad. <laughs> That's, you're probably right, though. <laughs> They're all, like, jumping off a fence, doing a drop-in together, and then running. <laughs> oh, God. That's horrible. What a world we live in. <laughs> so the kids did have like a lot of details, but one of the kids was very quiet about it all. The boy, mm. um, although he was interviewed and confirmed what Faye saw, he hasn't really spoken about it. And like we like Faye, like in fairness to her dad, he didn't want like her name out there or anything, which was really good because nobody wants their name attached yeah. to this at seven years of age. Um, so it's kind of weird and it's hard to shrug it off, but you know. It's it's such a weird it's such a weird story with weird details you know. Yeah, it it really is. Did it get picked up by the newspapers or anything, or was he kind of keeping it away from that sort of side of things as well? No, they kept her away from it. They only, the only real interview off, that I could I find was with the uh, British UFO investigating group. Yeah, uh, which and that yeah. was sort of respectful and. Yeah, yeah. So theory number three and my favorite is aliens <laughs> my, my favorite theory is always aliens <laughs> yeah. but i feel like this is an obvious one right like the metal house is some kind of spaceship he's probably wearing some kind of space suit because the face didn't move at all it was just like yeah, a yeah a helmet nearly and i like to think that you know this sam clown is just some kind of space hippie who's just hopping around from planet to planet or something <laughs> like eating berries real chill like <laughs> just real chill <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. He's just in creeks eating berries and, you know, cleaning the water himself. He's got wooden furniture. Come on. What kind of alien That's what has I was wooden say, furniture? Like, he has, like, wooden parts either as part of his spacesuit or repairing his spacesuit. Yeah. I don't he know. He built the house himself. Like, he's basically in, like, a space, like, RV or something, right? Yeah. He it, even wallpapered he, the walls. <laughs> he gave up... Yeah, the wallpaper of the walls with wallpaper that looks like dials. Yeah. <laughs> the spaceship is powered by the power of imagination. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it's not so killer clowns from outer space, I guess. You know. No. He, <laughs> you know. He wouldn't, um, he won't fight back. He's got that avoidance technique down, like, like so down. <laughs> when we ask he's him not even there. You throw a like, punch you know. and he, he, it doesn't connect. <laughs> He's got his mixtapes. He's definitely a space hippie. He has to be. He is. It, it makes sense. This is what Nixon was it. warning us about. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we need the Star Wars <laughs> laser grid. I, I, when you first said the, like the bits of wood on the sleeves and pant, I had suspicions of a scarecrow. Oh right, yeah, that would make sense, especially because there was an airport there as well. You know, it scared the birds away. I don't know. They do that in airports, don't they? Did. Do with scarecrows? Well, they have like those fake birds that scare away big birds. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, they have the the crow bangers. Yeah, I have no idea what Sam is or was. 
the kids were adamant no. that it, he was a ghost. They were pretty much sure that he was a ghost up until, like, a, 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 as recent as they've been interviewed. And maybe he was some kind of space yeah, ghost. Who knows? But I love him so much, and I can't believe I hadn't heard so, about so him until I. now. He's great, and I'm the delighted. artwork for him online is so good. So definitely go and Google that if you're listening. He looks beautiful. <laughs> He's insane looking. <laughs> But we He's gotta great. add him to the monster mash at some stage. He's gonna be the first he, yep, to die in the monster mash because <laughs> he can't fight back. Because he, he won't fight back. No. <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll win with like no kills. Oh, maybe. Oh, that would be freaky. Yeah. I think I think he looks like something from Adventure Time or something, right? Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm picturing the whole time he's talking. I'm picturing like Adventure Time language. <laughs> Was there like the, the priest from Mars at one point in Adventure Time? Was there? God, I haven't watched it all. Didn't they they Im- they empowered like Magic Man or something? I can't remember. Or they took away his powers? I can't remember. Yeah, probably. It's been a long time, Kaylee. <laughs> I do love that he took his little hat off when he got into his home as well. Like he's he's properly role playing a human. <laughs> he's not a barbarian, Kaylee. That's true. <laughs> he's not wearing shoes, Oshin. He is a barbarian. <laughs> Uh, that's everything we have for this week. I want to say welcome to Matt, who recently joined the Patreon. Matt, you could probably take out Sam for us if we needed you to, but every blow you land on him is going to sound like a clown horn, and it's going to be horrific. Thank you for your sacrifice. And we'll see you next Tuesday for more Paranormal Stories. Bye! Bye.